Here we go on a Monday night time. Friday on Sports, True Oldies Channel. I'm Mike Balsamo. Going to be a great show once again tonight. So much to talk about. And usually me and Ira have a little back and forth as we start it off. But we've got to get right to our guest tonight. He's Tom D'Angelo from the Palm Beach Post. Been writing uh, here in Florida for, I don't want to date you, Tom, but you got a couple of decades here. Everyone knows you. Thank you so much for joining us here on Iron Sports. Uh, I appreciate it. More than, more than a couple. Double that. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, uh, Ira? Tom, it's a pleasure to have you on the show tonight. And one of the reasons I like to have you on is that I love reading your stories because unlike a lot of writers that just say, you know, golf is such a sport that who's leading, how many under par, over par, you really go into these golfers and some we don't know about. And many who, have, of course, are from Jupiter or from this area in the Palm Beach County. But you give the background in your stories. And I love learning about Mita Pereira and about how the fact when he moved to the area, he didn't think he could afford to live in Palm Beach County. But some of these small little tidbits that I think are interesting. So I really like how you bring the backstories to a lot of these golfers oh, I, I appreciate that I, uh, thank you very much for those words I, uh, I, I yeah I, I love doing that I mean I've been doing that you know my, my whole career or at least I early in my career that's what I strive to do and I I'm, uh, hopefully got better at it in um, you know three or four years ago I started covering golf uh, as, as our you know as our staff got smaller and we had a our previous golf writer retired and you know, we just, uh, they, they said, you know, do you want to get in there and want to try it? I had never, I've covered a few things helping out golf riders, but I'd never covered golf as much as I do as extensively as I do now. And I didn't know, you know, I know, I know, I, I know about the game. I, I played the game very poorly, but I've given it a try and I knew enough about it to get out there and cover it, but I didn't know the intricacies of golf and all, but I, I thought that's okay because it's the stories behind these people. And like you said, they watch the match. They know what everybody did on the, throughout the entire match. They know the birdies, the bogeys. They, they know the good shots, the bad shots. So there was a lot, there's, there's so many great stories about, and let's face it, you know, you, sometimes you wonder if half the PGA Tour field lives here. And it's not quite, but it, man, it's not far off. And there's a lot of people living here that a lot of our readers and a lot of people who live here don't know about. They don't know their background. They don't know their story. They just know, oh, they play golf. So I wanted to get into some of those stories when I talk about these players. We and and, and it's not and it's not the guy. Everybody knows about Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka. We know their stories. Rory. I mean, there's not much more you can tell about them. But it's like you said. It's like the Denny McCarthy's and the Mito Pereira's and the Aaron Wises and uh, you know Cameron Young. Just so many of these great stories that are out there to be told. And I try to, you know, dig a little bit deeper into their personal lives when they, when, when uh, I get a chance and, and write about that side of it. And you're one of the few writers from a paper that actually goes, have you covered, you're actually at most of these golf tournaments every week. You're, well, at, you're at a golf tournament co covering and talking to the golfers. Well, it seems like not that, not, not every week, but we have tried to at the minimum, cover the majors for what for we won't i won't i won't be going to the u.s open next week but but uh in the past the before covid basically what i covered was the majors three majors not the british open uh the uh the honda obviously uh the the the, the players because i could drive up to jacksonville and then any local lpga we have an lpga tournament we have a, a tour champions tournament here but this year we've expanded it a little bit and uh, i was able to go to phoenix because that was a couple of weeks before honda and do some prep work on honda and this past week i was at the memorial because of you know it's, they they said if we 
let's add one more tournament. Which one do you think it should be? And I said, you know, we weren't going to the U.S. Open. I said, the Memorial's perfect. It's Jack's tournament. Jack's going to be there. He talks while he's there, so you always can get something from Jack. Um, plus, it's still two weeks away, two weeks before the the Open, so it kind of mitigates that not, we're not being able to go to the Open this year. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, basically that's it, though. I mean, when you think about it, it's only two months, you know, three months, June, July, and August, three months left in the season. Now that the Tour Champions is third week of August, and that kind of that kind of ends the unofficially ends the season, officially ends the season, and starts. And for a lot of these golfers, it's a lot of it's more time off than some. They just don't jump right back into it like some of the others do. So, uh, so we wanted to try to catch as many golfers. For me, my golf season basically is January through June. And uh, and then it starts up again next January because it's just once football starts and once the once the the tour season ends, uh, you know we kind of back off as everybody does in golf coverage. Well, but you know it's interesting. Why I wanted to bring you on was because uh, we've been talking about this live golf, and as much as Rory said it's mm-hmm. a non-issue a few weeks, but a couple of months ago he said it was a non-issue around the Honda time. Uh, but clearly, it became an issue uh, two weeks yeah. ago when Dustin Johnson announced that he's going to be playing this. So maybe for our listeners, explain a little bit about you know we hear about these golf tournaments that people are playing, and uh, you know we just had Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen's play, and you have Tiger and Phil, and they're like, what's so different about this? What's it, what's so crazy about this well, golf tournament? What's different is the money. <laughs> that's, that's about it. It's and the format. So you know, it's it's as we know, it's it's backed by by the Saudi money, and they are we going to give. They are going to be awarding multi millions. Um, what they have done is they put together an eight tournament. They want originally wanted to go to twelve, but all the backlash and they got off the ground later than they wanted because they were dealing with the. The PR nightmare once once Phil Mickelson spoke out and people realized exactly what this you know what this regime is like in Saudi Arabia and uh, you know the Phil they they couldn't have got any worse start uh, than they got with with Phil Mickelson saying what he said and then kind of Greg Norman doubling down on it uh, so that 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 set it back so what it is now is it's an eight tournament. Basically, it's a series more than tournaments, yeah, but it's an eight-tournament series in which they will play five of them in the United States, which is another thing most people believe this is Saudi, all in Saudi Arabia. There's one in Saudi Arabia, one in London, which is the one next, this week. Uh, there, there is, um, uh, and there are five. There's, I, I, I believe, I'm not sure, maybe... Uh, maybe uh, uh, Portland, Dubai. Bedminster, Boston, Chicago. Portland, so there's five, there's yeah. five in the United States. Yeah, yeah one other. One other and one Miami. Yeah. And, um, and the last one is in Doral, right? So what it is, and you have 48 players, and he's going to have 12. He's going to have four 12 teams. He's going to have 12 four teams. Uh, four teams made uh, 12 teams made of four golfers, and it's going to be a. He's going. They are going to give out individual mo- uh, money for individual play, and they are going to give out money for team play. And this money is astronomical, and this is just beyond the personal parents money. Dustin Johnson, it's rumored, is getting up to $125 million to sign a three-year contract with these guys. And next year, they expect to go to 10, and then they'll probably go to 12. So basically, he's committing himself for pro- somewhere around 30 tournaments, eight this week, eight, 10 to 12. And he, Sergio Garcia, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, those, those players, those are the guys that will, um, that will get uh, Louis Zustiles in, Charles Schwartzel. Uh, they will get, they will get um, 
kind of appearance fees, I guess is the way, the best way to describe it. Just to show up, they are getting paid. Now the others, when you think about some of the names that no one even knows, uh, they're going to be playing for prize money. But, and I wrote about this, Chase Kepka has made $8,000 this year, $8,000 <laughs> in six months. He is guaranteed if he finishes 48th out of 48 to make $120,000. That's the last place prize money. So he's made $3 million in seven years of trying to get on the PGA Tour, $3 million through sponsor exemption tournaments he's been in, and um, through the Corn Ferry Tour, tours like that, $3 million. He is going to make, if he plays all eight, which I'm guessing he will, my guess is he'll make 5 to $6 million in his eight tournaments. He's made $3 million in seven years. So that's the reason you're seeing a lot of these names. Most of these names people haven't heard of, but everybody's focused on the big names, and rightly so, and they're going to get mega bucks. But there are 40 names in there, 35 names that people have not heard of that are going to make themselves more money in, the, in three days this coming week than they've made in their careers. And I guess the question would be, in, in the, the tour has said that anybody who plays in this is now not going to be on the PGA yeah. Tour. We're going to get those legalistic aspects and all those things. But there is definitely a risk that maybe they could win. So the big question is, when the names came out, there were a lot of rumors who was going to be, who was not going to be. In, right. But when Dustin Johnson's name came out, I thought I think that was it was a surprise to me, and it was a surprise to a lot of people that Dustin Johnson, who at 37, former number one in the world for a hundred some uh -huh. weeks, you know, won two majors, won 20 some tournaments, uh, and still in his prime of his career, decides to leave the PGA Tour and go into this fledgling tour. Not only that, but well, it, it, number one is it, you're right, his reputation, it, it, what a, a hit he takes to his reputation. Secondly. Outside of Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, no one has made more money on the PGA Tour than J Dustin Johnson. He's made $74 million, $74 million in, uh, in earnings. And how, many, I, how, how much times that through, uh, through appearances and sponsorships and his deals with uh, all the sponsors he has. So that's a lot of money. He's lost some of those sponsors already. We don't know what's, what his future is on the PGA Tour now. Well, Jay Monahan is going to determine that at the very minimum it's going to be either suspension fine um how many of the majors will he be invited to uh, there's the u.s open the usga is under under the gun next week to see who see what they do with with uh dustin johnson particularly now that and there's others but but he would be the he's the big name to see if they let him in that tournament next week after he's playing in london this week so that's yeah that that was <clears throat> surprising you know it's funny because sitting in the, sitting at the memorial, sitting a couple of weeks at the uh, PGA Championship, you heard people would say, you know, if there's any names we're not sure of, who could go? And Dustin Johnson's name did come up. The other name that came up was Ricky Fowler's, and that's obviously because of where Ricky Fowler is right now, right now with his game. And look, he probably he, he had a rough day today. He's probably not playing the U.S. Open for the second year in a row. I mean, his, his game has really, really suffered and dropped lately. He's down to somewhere around 150 in the world. Not too long ago, he's in the top 10, and there's no sign of him getting that back. So is Ricky Fowler going to say, you know, the heck with it? I don't think I'm ever going to get back to it. Let me just get one more payday. Ricky Fowler would command a huge, uh, just a pay off the top, appearance fee, whatever you want to call it. Similar, probably not $125 million, if that's the number is correct for Dustin Johnson, but it won't be too far from that. <clears throat> and, and does he think, that, you know, for three years I'll do it, and then I'll take my chances, see if they let me back on some tour, 
events if I'm good enough. And if not, <laughs> you know, you just add that $100 million, $75 million, whatever it is, to uh, on top of what he's earned. I think he's set for life. So that that's the other name. Now, Ricky has said he still hasn't closed the door on this. So that's still to be determined whether he goes. I don't think there's any other name. That I'm, I'm certain there won't be any other name, say, in the top in the top 30 anyway right now uh, that will go. But, but they're, they're trying. They're going to keep trying to get some some other, you know, kind of A names, not, not quite the big names, but some kind of other names that are, are still – Somewhat familiar to, to to get in there and play. Yeah, I think people uh, were surprised. But, where people were surprised about uh, Taller Gooch, who we saw here at the Honda Classic, who's yes. starting. He's thirty years old. He just got his first victory. He's number thirty-five in the world. You're like, well, why would he jump to this tour <laughs> again? You know, we I, yeah. ta- ta- Taller was on our show. We had him on our show. So, um, but uh, and also Hudson Stafford. So those were some of these younger golfers, not like the forty-year-old old golfers that maybe like right. the career's about to end. So that if more people like Taller join, then that would be, I guess, a major concern too. Well, and that, and that's the thing you have. There's different categories here. And, and like you said, and some of the players said this past week at the Memorial, they said, you know, who are they to judge guys, say, 40 and older, 35 and older, who are on the downside of their career, getting one more big payday? Okay, now, now again, there's, where that money's coming from is a whole different story, a whole different issue, and there are people going to go have wildly different views on that, and I, and I totally get that. Uh, but. When someone like, and I would go back to Chase Kepka has made $8,000 this year, and he can make $120,000 just week, this weekend, and that's going to be the minimum. And he'll certainly make, he's not going to finish 48th. And you figure over eight weeks here, he's going to make about $5 million or $6 million, whatever he's going to make. Yeah, who are we to judge? Not, you know, I, I know where the money's coming from, and I know what you can say about that money, but he's, it's, he's, he's going to be playing five tournaments in the United States. There's plenty of people making money from countries that do a lot of things that we don't agree with, uh, and so that's that's their personal choice. I think when people see Dustin Johnson and they see Sergio Garcia and guys like that who have made Sergio's about tenth on the all-time career PGA money list, when they see guys like that, they start questioning now: Is it really worth your reputation? The other guys, do they have a reputation? They don't have a reputation on the PGA Tour. These guys do. And is it, is it really worth it? Because how much money do you need? And that's where the question comes in. So you have the you have those real, those big those big time A listers. You have the guys on the back ends of their careers, and then you have the guys in the middle who just have not been able to make it. And they're all for all different reasons. They're thinking one more big payday. Can I throw another name out there, Brooks Kepka? Because you just mentioned Chase Kepka, his brother. Brooks, this was busy getting married this weekend, so he wasn't able to, to, to really think about this, the event here. But the idea is that Brooks is friends with Dustin Johnson. They work out together. Um, yeah. He's someone, and maybe even Bryson DeChambeau, who perhaps you know had mentioned that didn't slam the door on this. Those are two that I thought, maybe even Patrick Reed also, that might consider going to this. Yeah, I don't think Brooks has been, Brooks has been pretty outspoken on it. I don't. I, I would be really, really shocked. In fact, he said some players are going to, his quote was, they would sell out and go. Now, now his brother went, and it's easy to say he's calling his brother a sellout. But basically, he's talking about his brother's not a PGA Tour player. You know, he, he's not on the PGA Tour regularly. He's not a, he, he, he doesn't have PGA Tour membership. I think he's, he's talking about PGA Tour members when he, when, he, when he had that quote back in February. I think it was right, it was right around uh, Honda time that uh, some guys would sell out. So, I, I would be shocked. I, I don't. I don't know if I'd be shocked. I, I would. I, I'd kind of be shocked if DeChambeau went. Also, I, I. I can't say that I would. 
I, I, I think I'd be shocked if anybody right now in the top, you know, 20, 25, 20 to 30 went. Uh, that that would be a real surprise because, you know, if they're going to go, they'd, I, why wouldn't they have gone now, the first event of this week? So unless they, um, I, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm just throwing this out so they want to play in the U.S. Open and then go. Uh, but then, you, you know, then the British Open. Do they go play in the British Open and then play the last four events or whatever, however many are after the British Open? And I would, I sure. would, and I would be remiss if I didn't ask this, but the rumor came out that Tiger Woods was that was offered and he said no. Well, but I, I, I mean, I, you're wondering how yeah. much they would have to offer Tiger Woods to do this. Yeah. I, 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 that, does that shock you? I think they offered everybody. And Tiger Woods is probably the first phone call they made. I mean, what bigger coup would that have been to got Tiger, even if it was like a point zero 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 one percent chance of getting him, which it was, even if it was that low, you know, even, even if it was that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, with, I, I would, I would believe that every player, say in the top fifty, everybody had to be offered because they were going to take anybody. And and you saw how low that. After those 16 players that are in the top 100, you know, that's 60, there's still 34 left. For that. There's still, what, 32 left for that field. You're getting into some a lot of no-names. <clears throat> so, yes, I think they went after anybody they could. So, Tom, if people want to follow you, what's your social media account? What's the best way to, uh, to, uh, to, keep, to keep on what you're talking about with all your commentary about golf and all other sports? Yep. And all my, my, uh, my columns, my stories, my reporting, it's on Twitter at Tom D'Angelo 44 so it's Tom D A N G E L O forty four is my uh, is my Twitter handle and that's basically uh, that's my social media <laughs> that's as far as I've, I've gone <laughs> and uh, but that that's right that's right keep everything and that's uh, right that's right uh, opinions occasionally but certainly you can see all my columns and stories there. Well, thank you so and much. Also, Palm, and also PalmBeachPost.com, obviously. Of course, <laughs> go to PalmBeachPost.com sports department sports page. And uh, everything is there too, and the reporting by with all our writers, uh, and we, you know, for a limited staff, we do a heck of a job. And and one thing too, if you want to check out something, the last for two months we worked on a project on the 50 most historical moments in Palm Beach County sports history. That was a lot of fun to work on, and that was published um, a week ago Sunday. It was it was on online about a week and a half ago. Came out in a special section. We can go Sunday in print. And uh, there's a lot of reading there. It's kind of evergreen, you know, always look at it. It's not going to, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be fresh uh, for a long time. And we tried to break down or break out 50 historical moments. And um, it was a lot of research and, uh, and it was a lot of fun doing it. and take a look. And if, if you have any, if you think we missed something, let us know. Well, I, Tom, I, I've been following the stories about it. It's amazing. The, with the work you put in, is tremendous. And the historical nature of it for sports is, I mean, this, this region is such a great history. So thank you so much for putting that together. And also thank you so much for coming on Iron Sports. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for, uh, for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate you calling me. Thank you.